With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. Opinion in a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Hey everyone, welcome back to American Uck Radio. This is Mike Phillip, and uh, I'm very happy to be with you today. I'm very thankful have another day with air in my lungs and uh, just to be alive and, and to know Jesus, to know him, to know his name and to seek him and uh, seek to make him uh, happy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, uh, I want to talk about repentance today. Uh, repentance is over and over and over and over again in the word of God, over and over again. Um, it's something that is very much on his mind. Uh, he's always looking for somebody to repent. Now, I want to drill into biblical, uh, we, we want to drill into the word of God on this topic of repentance because repentance, without it, there is no salvation. Okay? Can't have it. There, there's no salvation without repentance. And when, when you know, I, I give these Bible studies and, and they're going out to a lot of people every day on a lot of different platforms. And uh, I have no idea what people are struggling with, but I do know that uh, uh, I do know that people are struggling with sin and sin is horrible. Sin is sin is uh, it, it stinks. It's ugly. It defiles a man or a woman. It, it shames them and. Uh, they, they try, uh, you, you can't hide it, uh, maybe for a little while, but there's nothing hidden that will not be uncovered and, uh, sin works death. It works death. And, uh, that's, that's it. There's just no way around it. Um, I, I was talking to Peyton this morning. Uh, Madeline is commenting on the ugly thumbnail that, uh, Peyton come up with for the show today, but, that that concept for the thumbnail, uh, Madeline and everybody else listening or watching, was a reflection of his own. Um, he said, you know, it, it was like a violent ripping away of things that were ingrained in me that I was struggling with and I could not overcome. And I know exactly what that's like. Uh we, you you don't know what somebody's dealing with. You just, you don't. Uh, sometimes it's more obvious with some people that they have a problem. Others, uh, they put on their best face every day and they uh, try to act uh, in such a way that they perceive other people would uh, see them as though they wanted to be seen. But really, they're just covering things up. And I've been there myself. Uh, I I know what it's like. I, I live in flesh. I, I, I know what the world around me is like. And, uh, I had some pretty ugly stuff that had a hold of me. 
without getting into too much detail, uh, God granted me repentance. Uh, it was given to me. It was a gift. Uh, and that's really uh, a really good uh, definition of grace. Uh, when a man is granted repentance over something that has a hold of him, that not only is going to, uh, that that's the thing about sin. It, it doesn't just destroy you. It, it seeks to destroy the people around you. Um, just a few days ago, in the neighborhood that I live in, uh, about two blocks away from us, uh, a man murdered his girlfriend who was also the mother of his child. Now that man's sin, that, 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 that murderous anger that got a hold of him uh, not only has affected his own life, now he is, he's going to be going to jail um, and it's not going to be good for him, uh, but that woman's life has ended and not only that, but the child now has to grow up knowing that his father murdered his mother. And so, um, and I, you know, when I see these things, I wonder, man, oh man, uh, what could I have done here? I, I, you know, but there's nothing you can do without the Holy Ghost leading you. Nothing. There's just nothing you can do without him. Um, you know, I, I, uh, Peyton was also a while back telling me that, you know, a girl that he worked with, uh, she was murdered by her boyfriend, who was the father of her children. Those children are still out there somewhere, um, and 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 it, and it just makes me wonder if they could have been granted repentance. Now, um, I believe that everybody has a time in their life when they're brought to a point where where uh, they could be granted repentance, and they either accept it and listen to the voice of the Lord or the voice of the spirit, which, which when it comes, you know it. Okay. You know, you know, when he's talking to you, you know, when he's calling you, uh, I, I, I know when he's talking to me, uh, it's unmistakable. And if, if you look throughout the word of God, he's always calling for repentance. Amen. And there's another doctrine out there that I hear frequently preached that seeks to uh, salve the conscience that once you're saved, you're always saved and you never have to worry about it again, right? I, I don't see that in my Bible. I really don't. Um, in fact, uh, I, I'm going to show you that today. In fact, in the book of Revelation, uh, Jesus himself warned the churches to repent, Otherwise, they were going to lose out. And that's a very frightening proposition right there. And so we really need to consider these things. And if you're out there and you're listening to me and you've got something real dark inside of you that you've been struggling with and it seems to just keep going forward and keep going forward and you seem like you have no control over it and you're, you're, you're scared that people are going to find out what you really are, this is your time. This is your time. You need to listen up, okay? And uh, if, if, if this is you and you're hearing me, the beautiful news is this is your time. The beautiful thing is that God 
wants to take you out of death and into life. He wants to take you out of darkness and into light and and turn you into a better husband or son or or uh, uh, grandfather or father. Amen. Whenever I, I hear uh, that somebody has uh, committed suicide, I often wonder what were they struggling with? Uh, maybe they had a tendency inside of them that it seemed to them like the most noble thing to do would be to get rid of themselves before they hurt somebody really bad. I I wonder about that. I do. I, I, I know it's not always the case, but... And there's a sorrow in this world that works death, and there's a godly sorrow that leads one to repentance. And uh, the other thing, too, about... Uh, pastoring a small church is that when somebody comes in and uh, that I've never seen before, uh, there's times when God will put a word in my mouth without revealing anything about them personally to me, but he's speaking to them and only they know it. And and you can see it on their face. You, you can see it. There's no mistaking it. Uh, Sometimes they look very afraid. Sometimes they begin to cry uncontrollably. And, you know, at that point, I know that God is dealing with that person. And uh, I have to be led at that point because uh, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not uh, I'm not going to go and Google how to deal with depression or how to deal with. uh, You know what I mean? Like that that the world tries to deal with these things, but it can't. And, and they keep getting worse around us. I, I don't know if they're worse around us or we're just more aware of it. But this is a very wicked time that we live in. Uh, you know, I, I there was a story in the Canadian press most recently about this individual that uh, a few years ago when they were young, they were uh, entering puberty and very confused about their body. And uh, a lot of liars around them convinced them that they would be happy if they uh, transitioned into the opposite sex and got a bunch of surgeries. And now that individual is uh, trying to apply for what what Canada calls medical assistance in dying. And they're having their application revoked. We're not going to help you die because you transition because that would be transphobic or whatever the heck they call it. Um, But the fact of the matter is, if that person would have heard the word of God at some point and been granted repentance, they could have avoided all of that. And it's very sad. It's very sad. I don't I don't hate them. I don't. I, I, I feel awful when I hear about these things. And it makes me more determined in my heart to go out and win souls. We talked about winning souls yesterday. Uh, That that's there's no. There's no higher calling, I don't think, um, in, 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 in the word of God than uh, uh, winning a soul uh, into the kingdom of heaven. Because you might be alleviating uh, not just their own suffering, uh, but the suffering of, of, of their children or of their, their relatives or, or uh, their, their wife or their daughter or something. Amen? And so... 
we are called literally to go out and find people that are looking for Jesus, that, that, that want out, amen? And you never know just by looking at some people. There's some people that you'll, you'll meet during your day, and, man, they look like they've got it together. They look like they've got it uh, more together than I do, amen? Uh, but they're hiding something very, very, very dark and ugly inside of them, and uh, they don't know any different. They don't know any different. Uh, we're going to be looking at repentance throughout the Bible. Another thing that we're going to be looking at today is that there are several times where it says that God repented. Now, uh, God is incapable of sin. He, he is light. He's goodness. And uh, we want to look at that and in relation to us because there's several times where God uh, has said that he it repented him of what he was going to do or he changed his mind, okay? Where he was going to bring uh, judgment on someone and didn't based on their actions, okay? Now, for the course of this study, which, you know, we're already halfway through the first segment, time's going fast, uh, this is always going to come back to Acts 2.38 for me. Uh, the... This is always ultimately going to come to the keys to the kingdom of heaven given in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2 and verse 38. That's And, and the first thing that Peter told them was repent. First thing, repent and be baptized. Those two things. And when Jesus... Uh, 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 when, when, when God sent his messenger before himself, uh, John the Baptist, that was literally his message. Repent and be baptized. Now, the sacrifice had not been made uh, uh, yet. And so the Holy Ghost wasn't given. And it was the end of what we call the Old Testament, Okay. Uh, the law was not going to be thrown out. It was going to be fulfilled, okay? Jesus said, don't think I'm come to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. And that is literally the purpose of being a Christian today is having the Holy Ghost in you, a new spirit, a new heart, and then renewing it daily and walking in your calling, hearing the voice of, of the Spirit, Amen. As many as are are called, and and uh, if we walk in the Spirit, uh, then we're the sons of God, Amen. I uh, have no problem saying that I am a son of God. I was born of the water and of the Spirit, and over the years, there's been times when uh, God had to uh, punish me or allow me to go through some things in order to teach me things. He's a very good father. and uh, the, Well, the best, really. The ultimate. And uh, there's been things that I've had to repent of uh, several times in, in, and since God revealed himself to me. All right? And there's been also times where I, I thought that I was... Uh, I had so much wisdom and perfection in and of myself that God allowed me to fall on my face and be in the mud for a little while. 
where I learned that, no, it's him. It, you ain't good. He's good. But when we walk in him and him in us, that is our righteousness. In the Lord have I righteousness. Praise God. And, and that, that repentance, it, it, it can be a, a violent thing almost like, like, uh, when you're tearing up an old carpet and, and ripping it out. Amen. Uh, I remember when I was first granted repentance, I went through my apartment and I searched out everything that I had and just got rid of it. I threw it out. I just, I, I wanted God so badly. And, and when he revealed himself to me, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, a very, almost a violent thing. Uh, I mean, he was good and it was, he, he gives you peace and he gives you, but, but when, when things have been in you your whole life and they're suddenly taken out and suddenly you're given the upper hand over that thing that you struggled with for a very long time, it can be violent. Okay. And so then uh, once somebody is granted repentance and and uh, baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin, amen, remission, remitted, blotted out, um, and in remittance, right? We, we say that cancer is in remission, right? Uh, and so that it, it's going away. There's a healing process, amen? And I've also seen where God will take away the ugliest, biggest giants, the worst things in a man first. And then go, uh, and then kind of like a mop-up operation after that, uh, where you're healing over time and perfecting and growing in grace and learning of his righteousness and his holiness. And so this is an important message and we're just about at our commercial break already for our sponsors at the radio station. And and uh, this is also a very uh, humbling topic, a very humbling topic. And so I want to start out with, um, this is uh, the first <laughs> uh, six chapters of Genesis. I have read my Bible to the point where it is falling apart and... Uh, I'm probably going to have to go and get it rebound. Amen. So we're going to look at repentance, uh, godly repentance. And praise the Lord, it is my sincere hope that somebody out there, that you can hear me today, and not me. It's my hope that God's word goes forth with power and pierces your heart and you feel a burning inside of you where all you want is to get to him and it's the most important thing in the world where you don't care what's happening in politics you just you don't care about anything but getting to him and getting your healing that's my hope i i would like to pray with you before we get started today god loves you God loves you. He wants you to live. He does not want you to die. He wants you to live. And so I, whoever you are out there, maybe uh, I, I probably don't know your name. I'm 
Maybe you've been feeling it lately already. Maybe you've been feeling that he's been calling you and you feel a presence in your life, like you're being made aware that he's there and that he's watching you. And, and uh, you know, I, I was talking to Peyton this morning and he said, you know, if you think about the last five years of your life, the last five years of your life, what if it was uh, put on a giant movie screen, every secret thing that you've done, every hidden thing that you, that you hid so well, if that was all of a sudden put on a giant movie screen for all the world to see, would you want that? Would you want the hidden things in your life, the things that you think, the things that, that, that are in your heart exposed all of a sudden? The Bible says he that covers his sin will not prosper. The Bible also says that every single hidden thing will be revealed. Now, the other beautiful thing about God is that he's very gentle and he will not uh, uh, quench a smoking flax or break a, a bruised reed. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are wounded and, and hurt by things that have happened in your life. He wants to heal you of that. And the other thing about him is that I've never seen him embarrass somebody. I have seen them uh, become ashamed of themselves through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But that, that conviction and that shame is just to bring you to repentance so that you can be set free. And oh, how he loves you. So I want to pray for you right now, whoever you are watching this and listening to me. I want you to hear the voice of your creator. Maybe this is your day. Maybe that thing that you've been struggling with that is threatening to destroy your marriage or threatening to be exposed and, and get you in, in trouble or, or shame you beyond belief. Maybe this is your day that you can be set free of that and step out of that jail cell that you've been in and feel the sunlight on your face. I'm going to pray for you right now and then we're going to get into this study. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you, O oh God, for your mercy on one such as myself, Lord. I pray, God, that your word would go forth and I pray that you'd touch hearts today. I pray, Lord Jesus, that your word would go forth with power and I pray, God, that you would call out to somebody and grant them power in repentance. I pray that you'd open their eyes. I pray, Lord, that that their ears would hear you. I pray, God, for ears that can hear and eyes that can see today, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you would open up your word and that we would come alive. In Jesus' name, I pray that we would find a lost coin today or that a, a prodigal would come home to your glorious kingdom. And I pray that any wounds that may have been caused, possibly by a brother, would be healed today. And that you would let somebody out there know that you still love them. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I don't know if you can hear it, but I get a little bit of emotion in my voice because this is a topic that is very dear to me. It's very dear to me. I uh, 
I I love repentance. I really do. And and uh, it's not a thing to be afraid of. It's something that people need. They need it bad. There's somebody out there. They're gonna they're gonna go off the edge. They're gonna hurt somebody. They're gonna do something horrible to somebody that they they're supposed to love. They need repentance. They need their life restored. Lest an acorn fall to the ground and die, it can do nothing. Amen. We need to die in repentance to our former self so that God can restore you and turn you into something better than you ever thought that you could be. Amen. To start this out, we're about three minutes away from the commercial break. Uh, We're going to be going to uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Genesis. The sixth chapter of the book of Genesis. And it is my firm belief that everything in the word of God points to his salvation over and over again. All right. Uh, You know what we're going to do? We're going to go to our commercial break first and get that out of the way. So that when we come back, we can really get into this uninterrupted and continue the thought. To those of you that have never seen this show before, uh, if you're watching on Rumble, we're simulcasting on a radio station. And so uh, I, I do have obligations to them. I told them that I would play the commercials. And so that's how it works. I'm a classically trained broadcaster. I, I grew up in radio stations. I uh, went to broadcast school and took journalism, and uh, I used to be a newsman. Now, I'm an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven, and I'm looking for you. God loves you. Let's go to our commercial break, and then when we get back, let's talk about biblical and godly repentance. What a beautiful thing it is. Amen? The grace of God brings repentance. Grace that saved a wretch like me. (laughs) We'll be back right after this. You want to wake up refreshed? Like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com. And don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs. And if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. 
five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. Twenty more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com that's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we dare. We dare. Flat Earth. The moon landing. JFK. 5G. Biden won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies. Does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know are contrary. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bow, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. America Radio. Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Arc Radio. Well, God loves the outlaw, but he doesn't love the sin. Well, God loves the outlaw, but he doesn't love the sin. Just to open up your heart to Jesus and assure them that you win. American Arc Radio. WBN324 and the Stu Peters Network on Rumble. Well, a sub-page of it anyway. Um, <clears throat> Genesis chapter 6. We're going to talk about the flood. Uh, I, I would like to point out to you that Peter, uh, the Apostle Peter, likened uh, the flood to baptism. Okay, And, and there's a lot of uh, people that like to 
pontificate and talk about baptism as though it's, uh, they call it a sacrament, but not really necessary. Uh, you're not saved by baptism. And, well, I, I, Word of God says you are. And so uh, there's another uh, group of people that said that you did not have to be baptized, and that was, uh, they called them Pharisees. We're going to look at that as well, because I don't see how you can have the one without the other. Uh, remember, I'm very, very firm on Acts 2.38 salvation. Uh, where we were commanded to go forth and baptize in the name. And so it, it, it's always going to come back to that with me. Now, uh, there's a lot of people out there who have been baptized three or four times and not received salvation, okay? Uh, in fact, when I was a young guy, I <clears throat> got baptized, but I really didn't know what it was for, and it was not in God's name. It was in titles or attributes of God, okay? That was not salvation. But by his grace, uh, one day I called out to him, and he showed me who he truly is, okay? So uh, chapter 6 of Genesis, let's take a look at this. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, they took them wives of all of which to cho they chose. All right? Uh, we're not going to speculate a whole lot on that right now. Book of Enoch says that there were spirits and women uh, that gave birth to giants. <clears throat> uh, a lot of people drill down on that without missing the bigger picture uh, and miss the bigger point of what's actually being said here. And the Lord... The Lord, this was Jesus back then, okay? It was always him. Always, always, always. Uh, you need to understand that when you read your Bible. He, he, before Abraham was, he's God, okay? Jesus was the creator of the uh, all things, whether it's a blade of grass or uh, the, the, the chemicals that the laminate in your flooring is made out of. It's all made by him, Okay? And, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. And so before that, men could live a thousand years. He says, I'm going to cut back your days to 120. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after. <clears throat> and uh, I've got to turn over. My scraps of Bible that are falling out to keep reading here. That when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bare children to them. The same became mighty men which were of old and of renown. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, continually, that they were not capable of good. Now, not only did he see their acts, not only did he see the things that they were doing and shedding blood and, and destroying and and uh, uh, continuously lying, uh, that, that's what their heart was for. He, he can see your imagination. He could see the things that you're thinking about at all times, okay? 
and he's he sees it all. There, you cannot escape from that. There's nowhere that you can hide with the spirit of God. You can't. Uh, you can pretend. You can have a fake name uh, for internet chat rooms, and you can uh, go in and say whatever you want, but nothing is hidden. You don't get away with anything, and neither do I. When I shut this microphone off at the end of the show, I'm being watched at all times. And you know what? I'm glad. And I always try to keep that in mind and, and remember where it is that that I came from and what God has done for me. And so God saw their acts and he also saw their imagination and the contents of their heart, their intent. Their intent was to keep doing wickedness and, and evil and uh, and just going further and further with it. It has no bottom. It has no bottom. People uh, a lot of times think things are worse now than they ever were. Uh, I don't believe that to be the case. I believe that wickedness is abounding, uh, but the light is much more powerful. Amen. And so, verse 6, it says, and I'm reading from the King James here. It's the one I use. It says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. All right? He looked at his creation and how it was acting and what it was doing and he did not like it one bit. And so he decided to do something about it. And sin was going to be wiped out by water. The like figure whereunto baptism doth save us today, the Apostle Peter said. And we'll get to that later on. Uh, in fact, I'll read that when we're done with this. Now, the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Now, God did not make a mistake. He did not make a mistake. He did not intend this for his creation. That's the other thing that you need to realize is that uh, you are only here for a time, and even the, the, the dust of the earth that you are made out of, the flesh that you live in, does not belong to you. In fact, the very spirit that is in you uh, was given to you. Amen? I'm going to destroy everything. And then we find grace. Grace, this this concept of grace that so many people in the denominal world talk about and, and were warned about, actually. Uh, uh, it was said by, by uh, several of the writers of the New Testament that there was going to be people that were going to come along and turn grace into license to sin. Okay? Now... Grace in this first time that we see it in God's word, Noah 
found grace. Now, what did that grace do? Let's read on. We're going to uh, go to verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. He walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. The earth today is filled with violence and corruption. In fact, a lot of our listeners uh, grieve over the level of corruption that is being exposed before us all the time. Every day we all have these little devices that give you alerts based on things that you're interested in and look at on a regular basis. And uh, let's face it, there is a load of corruption out there in the U.S. government, the Canadian government, and just man-to-man, neighborhood-to-neighborhood. People tend to look at big-ticket items like what the government is doing. Well, what about what's happening in the house next to you or just your block in general or in your own house in another room? Amen? And so that's that's what I try to keep in mind. Uh, You know, I'm wearing this Arrest Trudeau shirt that was given to me by... Uh, a man in my in my church, but honestly, I'd be very happy if I got an opportunity to talk to Justin Trudeau about salvation. I really would. I would love to see that man repent and be born again of the water and the spirit. Same thing with Hunter Biden. No matter how good you think you are without salvation, uh, if you think he's somehow worse, all have sinned and fallen short. That's right. I would love to teach a Bible study to Hunter Biden. I would take it in a heartbeat if God led me to that. God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. I'm going to destroy them and I'm going to use my own creation to do it. God said to uh, make the, and now here's the point of it all, okay? Grace brought the knowledge that wrath was about to come. Grace brought the knowledge that wrath was coming And how to escape it. The other thing about that is that the method of escaping God's wrath was very, very specific. Noah did not get to make it up. It had to be given and it had to be given by revelation. And that's what grace did. The Bible says we are saved by grace through faith. Amen? Book of Hebrews, in in what is uh, commonly known as the faith chapter, it says that Noah, through faith, moved with fear. Faith was an action. Faith was Noah believing in things that had not been seen before and him acting on it, okay? And so I, I just wanted to say that because 
there's a lot of bad teaching out there on grace and what it really is. Grace brought knowledge of impending wrath. Faith engaged to actually do something in order to escape it. Okay? He said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. This is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. And then it gets into a few more details of it. And, uh, but see, the, the method of, for how to go through the water was very, very, very specific, okay? And that saved him, amen? It saved him not only from wrath, but from the violence and the wickedness of the people around him at the same time. And that is salvation today. I, 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 I remember growing up in, uh, in, in the denominal world with a understanding that was incomplete of grace and faith. Uh, they were words that were not heartfelt. They were thrown around very easily. In fact, just about any denominal uh, religious assembly that you go to today, if you look at their articles of faith, uh, they're just about all the same. If you're, if you're looking at uh, quote-unquote Christian denominations in North America, they're all exactly the same, okay? Uh, you rarely, uh, yeah, I've, I've not to find one that preaches Acts 2.38, keys to the kingdom salvation. Uh, the United Pentecostal Church does, uh, but they are non-denominal. It's a very different structure than, say, the uh, Southern Baptist Convention or Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. Uh, the WPF uh, uh, or WFP, uh, same thing. Uh, there, there's a few others. It doesn't, uh, uh, salvation doesn't belong to one specific acronym or group of people. In fact, I am not affiliated with any of those. Uh, however, I do have friends in them and brothers and sisters that uh, I greatly appreciate that have strengthened and encouraged me uh, in this work here. And so, uh, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Grace brought knowledge of wrath coming and the method by which to escape it. Now, we also see it repented God and then he wiped it out with water, okay? In Acts 2.38, Peter told them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is salvation. Death, burial, and repentance. Okay? But today we're looking at repentance. You've got to die first before you can be anything else. And you want to be a new creation. A new creature. Full of power and grace and truth. And the spirit of him that overcame the world and fulfilled the law. That's right. You can have the fulfilling of the law in you. The fulfilling of the scriptures. And that's a good place to be. Trust me. Praise God. Looking at the uh, chat. And I I'm glad that you guys see it the same way. I see a lot of patriot types out there. Uh, out in the street. 
yelling and swearing and cursing at the top of their lungs because they they hate Justin Trudeau so much. Amen. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, it, 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 the worst thing that could happen is that you go to the judgment and you're standing right next to the people that you think are so evil because uh, you, you didn't you didn't submit to God's righteousness. You're not. Nobody's going to go to heaven because they voted for Donald Trump. Nobody's going to go to heaven because they went to the Sound of Freedom movie. Do you understand? This is bigger than that. And man has always, always been trying to make his own way to come to God. Cain tried to come to God his own way. Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves in his presence. They, they always came up short. It's, got, it's his way or the highway. It's literally that way. Now I want to establish a few things here. If you will turn with me, because we're going to be getting into the prophets. And if you'll go with me to the letters to the Hebrews, uh, we're going to be uh, getting into the books of the prophets. We're going to be getting into Jeremiah, Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel, uh, Jonah. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, the things that Jesus said uh, and the apostles after him. Praise the Lord. Well, I can't really say after him because uh, he's still there. I've got to correct myself there. Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, this is what you need to know right off the bat. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. God spake unto their fathers by the prophets. He, he spoke through them. He says, hath in last in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. When you see Jesus, that's God, that's him, sitting on one throne in heaven. Jesus, when he opened his mouth and spoke, that was God talking, and this was prophesied. If you'll turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Praise the Lord. Let him who has ears hear. God said that he was going to raise up a prophet. Uh, Deuteronomy 18 and 15. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him shall you hear. And then if you skip down to verse 19, he said, It shall come to pass that whatsoever or whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. And so when you read the words of Jesus, that's the same God that was speaking to Moses and Ezekiel and Isaiah. Now Jesus himself even said this, if you turn to John chapter 12, we're just kind of laying the bed here. Verse 44, John 12, Jesus cried. He cried out. He got loud. Uh, uh, you picture it almost as an exasperation. You've got to hear this. He said, he that believeth on me, Believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. 
and he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. When you hear my voice and you hear my words, you're hearing the spirit that created all things. And he went on to say that at the end of the chapter, uh, in verse 49, he says, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said to me, so I speak. So the Spirit in him was making the words coming out of his mouth. That was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The I am, the creator of all things. Those were his words. That's what he was saying. Now we're running out of time in the first hour, and so we're going to dig into this in a big way. This is over and over again in the Word of God. This is what he wants. Repentance and then baptism in the name. The name. It's always about the name. We've got to lift up his name. Without him, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. There is one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord Jesus is one God. Thou shalt love the Lord Jesus, thy God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved, those of you who have been born of the water and the Spirit. He who has ears, let him hear. Let's go to our commercial break. Uh, or our network break. And everybody loved that Lance Appleton song so much yesterday that we're going to play that again during the network break. And uh, (laughs) a a young man over in England that was granted repentance and was recently baptized in the name of Jesus through this show, uh, he said it was 10 o'clock at night last night, and he was listening to this song because I threw the link for it into the chat. And uh, he was dancing around like a lunatic. He said, praising God, he's got peace. He's got joy. He's got power with God. And he's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And Toddy Todd, if you're listening, God loves you so much. And he has everything in his hand. There's nothing that he cannot do for you. And there's nothing that you cannot do when you're walking with him. He's a God of the impossible. There's nothing he cannot do. We're talking about repentance today on American Oak Radio. This is something that is over and over and over again in God's word. Over and over and over. In fact, it was the message to prepare the people for the coming of the Holy One of Israel. That's how important it is. That's how you get things ready for him. We'll be back after this network break. If you're listening to Mojo 50, stay tuned for network news, station identification, and all that jazz. If you're listening on Rumble... Let's listen to some Lance Appleton, and we'll be back right after this. I'm a one-god apostolic tongue-talking, holy rolling 
born again, heaven bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Start. Elisa Brady, Fox News. 13 Israelis are now former hostages released by Hamas earlier today after a temporary ceasefire began in Gaza. They're among 50 scheduled to be released as part of the deal, while Israel frees 150 Palestinian prisoners. You have this, this continued diplomatic effort to get as many hostages out as possible, but this is still a country at war. We are not looking at a stalemate. We are not looking at an end to the fighting. We are looking at a pause in the fighting. This is expected to be a four-day ceasefire, and so far, since 7 a.m. this morning, it is largely holding. But once that is over, Israel will dive back into the largest conflict it has faced in, in, in decades. Fox's Trey Yanks at an airbase in southern Israel where the now former hostages, physical and mental health, are being checked before moving on to other locations. The first group released includes several children, but not an American girl, Abigail, whose fourth birthday was today. President Biden is set to speak to reporters on Nantucket where the first family is spending Thanksgiving. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari says this is one stage of a war that will continue. This this war has very clear stages and goals. Through a translator here, he also says the Israeli military has almost daily contact with the U.S. But ultimately, it's a war of Israel. And we get the instructions and direction from Israel, and the U.S. understands that. There is no word yet on when a second group of hostages will be released or who they will be. A U.S. defense official tells Fox News the number of attacks by Iran proxies on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria has climbed to 73. That includes four attacks on Thanksgiving Day. The most recent attacks follow several rounds of U.S. airstrikes on Iranian targets in Syria and Iraq. America is listening. To we remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Supply line interruptions are definitely here to stay, especially given the incredible talent we have working at the U.S. Transportation Department. However, you don't need to fear these interruptions. You can be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Attention all business owners and creative minds. Do you need a unique and personalized touch for your products? Look no further than Romika Laser Engraving and Custom Designs. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romika Designs. We offer custom laser engraving services for a variety of products, including promotional items and corporate or personal gifts. With state-of-the-art equipment and a team of skilled designers, we can engrave intricate designs on virtually any material. Whether it's a special message, a company logo, or a custom design, Romika Laser Engraving will help you make your mark. And the best part, our prices are affordable and our turnaround time is quick. I couldn't be happier with the work Romika Laser Engraving did for me. The engraving on my product was precise and exactly what I wanted. So don't wait any longer to add a personal touch to your products. Call Romika Laser Engraving and Custom Designs today at 817-400-4040 or visit our website at romikadesigns.com. We look forward to helping you make your mark. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American pride. It's 
American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Opinion in a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to hour two of American Uck Radio. If you're listening on O or WBM 324, I'm Mike Phillip. I, uh, there was a, a young guy that uh, God granted repentance and, and uh, through this show uh, about, I don't know, two and a half years ago. And, and we were talking after, and, and he told me that he had gone through his house and he had taken about uh, three trips to a dumpster throwing things away. Because all of a sudden... Grace came to him and revealed to him that he needed to get right with God. And there was things that he needed to get rid of out of his life. And uh, he, he told me with tears in his eyes, he was crying for joy. Because he'd been struggling with these, these horrible things in his life for years, for a very long time. Didn't feel like he could get out. Oh, man, when God grants you repentance, it is such a beautiful thing, let me tell you. And like I said, uh, in church, when people come for the first time and I don't know who they are, uh, you don't know what they could be dealing with. It could be some horrible, horrible stuff. Amen? You could be you could be uh, leading somebody out of a situation where a whole lot of people were going to get hurt. Amen? We just had a... Man, murder his girlfriend, who is the mother of his child, two blocks from me. Just a couple days ago, they were having a, a vigil outside. Praise God. Now, if that man could have been granted repentance, that woman might be alive today. And now, a whole lot of lives are full of turmoil. Amen. And so it is my sincere hope that somebody out there has their heart pierced by the word of God today. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. We're talking about repentance. Uh, the the uh, John the Baptist came along to prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. And John was preaching repentance. Now, we're going to be getting into the Old Testament too, but we're going to start with this because it was prophesied that one would come, uh, and this is uh, the writer in Matthew here. Matthew was a tax collector, by the way, as much as you might uh, disdain people that work for the IRS or Revenue Canada. Amen. They need Jesus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector. 
Praise the Lord. We don't we don't we don't, we don't hate people that work for the government. Amen. But they, they need Jesus just like you, just like me. Don't matter. Don't matter. Chapter three, Matthew. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, repent, for the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's coming. It's about to be revealed. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path Straight. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path. It's a straight path. Amen? There's only one way in. There's only one name. There's only one baptism. There's only one door. There's only one I am. And that was, uh, for those of you that want to look it up, it was uh, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3, where that was prophesied that this was going to happen. Think about everything that had to take place that God was in control of in order for these things to come to pass. If you think that you're just alive and kind of drifting through life, and uh, you have no purpose, and, and things were different back in the days of the apostles, and, and God isn't doing things like he used to, you couldn't be more wrong. You could not be more wrong about that. No, he's very much active today, and very much alive, and very much watching, and uh, reaching out to souls today. In fact, it, the, one of the most amazing aspects of God to me is how he's able to hide himself from so many people. And he, he is a God that hides himself. Make no mistake about it. Praise the Lord. So when he reveals himself to you, uh, you want to get on board. Amen. This same John had a raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. Think about that. All of a sudden, they're coming down out of the city. They're coming down. They, all of a sudden, people are, are pouring out into this, this one man. They, they didn't have Twitter back then. They didn't have amen. But all of a sudden, people were just being drawn to this wild preacher out in the wilderness preaching repentance. They'd all heard soft, squishy teaching. Uh, they, when Jesus preached, Jesus was a hard preacher. Amen? And, and it says that, uh, the Bible says they were astonished at his doctrine. They'd never heard any man speak like this man, ever. And it was a lot, very similar with John. John was a hard preacher. They were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sin. But when, they, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now, going back to the book of Genesis chapter 6, right? Noah's got grace from God and that grace showed him how to avoid 
incoming wrath. It was very much the same in this passage of Scripture. Poor Chet. His phone doesn't have dancing bananas. <laughs> You'll be okay, Chet. Uh, now, I want you to look at what he says here to these guys, okay? He says, Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. What does that mean? Show that you have repented. Show that, that like I said with this young man that, that came to God and was granted repentance, what he did was he went through his apartment and threw away anything not right in the eyes of God. The things that God was showing him to remove from his life, to separate darkness from light. Now, they looked very religious. They had the look down. But they were not right with God, as it is with a lot of very religious-seeming people today. It's no different. And then he says something very interesting. He says, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Don't you think that because you are uh, 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 born this or that, that you're just automatically in God's good graces. Amen? Don't you just think within yourself because you were born into some bloodline that you are automatically right with God. That's what John was saying. Show me that you have repented. Show fruits meet for repentance. Now, he went on. And if you're out there listening... And you're feeling these words burning in your heart right now. This is something that's over and over again in the Word of God. This is for you today. This is for you. That ugliness inside of you that you've been desperately trying to hide from the world, but it, it just keeps creeping up, and, it, and it's, it's got strength over you, and it's threatening to ruin everything. You can have that taken away today. You can you can defeat it. God will help you. He wants to help you out. Amen. And I don't care if you're a conservative or a liberal. I don't care if you're a Muslim or a Catholic. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care. All men need to repent. Now, he goes on in verse 10. Let's read this. We're in Matthew chapter 3. This is the preparing of the way of the Lord. Okay? Now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is going to be cast down. Amen. Jesus said, every branch that does not bear fruit will be cut off and thrown into the furnace. 
All right? We've got to bear fruit. And I'll tell you what else. It's so fun uh, watching God work and seeing him do the impossible in the lives of men and women and the joy that comes with that and the, the satisfaction and the fulfillment. Nothing comes close. No cheap CGI fakery that the world makes to try and impress people. It doesn't come close to reality of walking with God. He said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen? And that happened. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, all right? That was Jesus on the throne in heaven, baptizing people with the Holy Ghost, filling them with the Holy Ghost and fire and power. And trust me, you want that. There's nothing greater that you can have. Praise God. Now, I, I want to show you something else about baptism, okay? I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you don't have to be baptized. Uh, that's Pharisee talk. That's that. That's Pharisee talk. All right? Turn with me to Luke chapter 7. Now, while John was saying, repent, right, and be baptized, which was the precursor or the runner-up to the new covenant or God's kingdom on earth, amen? Uh, Luke chapter 7. Baptism was very much a part of it, okay? Luke chapter 7 and verse 29. He says, all the people that heard him, this is Jesus talking about John the Baptist, all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. The people nobody liked. Publicans were hated. They were not liked people. Publicans, we read, were, uh, uh, they were Israelites who were working for the Roman government, taxing people for Caesar. And oftentimes, they ripped people off. But they were able to do it because uh, they had the protection of the law. And I think that, that a lot of times the Roman government had no problem with them doing that because it created more division in the population. That's just Mike Phillip talking. But even these corrupt tax collectors were getting baptized of John. And we're going to look at one of them and see how he repented and how salvation came unto his house. Being baptized with the baptism of John. Verse 30. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. Do you know why? Because they didn't repent. They were justifying themselves in their own eyes. They broadened, they made their clothes look very holy. They had a look about them. They were clean on the outside, but full of wickedness and murder and excess and darkness on the inside. There's a 
A lot of churches where that's going on today. A lot of big organization where that that is their deal. Amen. And so it, it's it's no different. It's literally no different. And look at this. We're already near the uh <laughs> we're near the uh end of the second segment already. This show goes fast, I tell you. And I've got so much to get to that uh I'm not even really sure where to uh <laughs> where to end it. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Israel and the following of the law. And this is a passage that I I think about a lot, actually. Uh, If you will go to the first chapter of Isaiah, the first chapter of Isaiah, God always wanted repentance. Now, I want you to remember, he's talking to his people, okay? We've gone over this before, all right? We've gone over this before several times, but we're going to look at it in a little bit different light, okay? And this is in regards to following the Sabbath, sacrificing bulls and goats and and uh, the tabernacle plan and the sacrifices and the priesthood that God had given Moses in the wilderness. They were doing all that. They were doing all that. But God was not happy with them. He wanted them to repent. Chapter 1 of Isaiah, in the first verse, it says, The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah. All right, now look, this is the vision concerning God's people. All right? This was the vision of God's people. Praise the Lord. Uh, I see Claudette in the chat room today. Claudette. I had a really good talk with your pastor, Phil, this morning. Oh, he loves you. Your pastor loves you so much. And he told me that you guys pray for me a lot at at church. And I'm so thankful for that. I really am. Thank you, Claudette. God loves you so much. And uh, you have a a very good pastor that God uh, was able to lead me to for you. That's how much he loves you. And uh, I spoke with him this morning. That's a good man that you have there. You you need to be very grateful for him. He is for you. Praise the Lord. And so then we're in Isaiah chapter 1. We're talking about repentance, okay? Now he's talking to his people. This is a vision Isaiah had of Judah and Jerusalem, okay? The next thing we read in verse 10 is a call to repentance for his people. Okay? Verse 10, he, he says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. He just called his own people Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? saith the Lord, I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths. 
the calling of assemblies. I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even your solemn feasting. Well, what was the problem? They, they were told to do those things. They were told to keep the Sabbath. They were commanded to. Pharisees were keeping the Sabbath. Weren't they? Intent. Motive. See, they're going through the motions with all these things, but they were full of corruption. They had a look of godliness. But they needed to repent. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he, go, he goes on. He says, when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I won't hear you. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Think about the poor. Come now, he says. Let us reason together. Come sit down and talk with me. I want you. I don't want you to die. But he's a holy God. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And just like over and over again in the book of Deuteronomy, there was always a blessing, but there was a curse if his people turned from him. And that's his people. Amen? But if you refuse and rebel, he said, you'll be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. How is the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. See, he's talking. It, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as what was coming out of John and what was coming out of Jesus' mouth. He was calling for repentance in his day too. The spirit is still, God has not changed and he never will. Amen? We need repentance. We need repentance. Amen? Not a show of religiosity. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hello, Ron and Claudette. Ron's are listening too. See, they're trying to do it their own way. Amen? Skip down. Verse 28, he says, In the destruction of the transgressors 
and of the sinners shall be together, and they that forsake the Lord shall be consumed. For they shall be ashamed of the oaks, the oaks, the oaks which you have desired, and you shall be confounded for the gardens that you have chosen. Now listen to this, and remember what John the Baptist said. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit shall be hewn down and thrown in the fire. Listen to what Isaiah says here. Listen to what the Spirit of God says through Isaiah. For you shall be as an oak whose leaf fadeth and as a garden that hath no water. What happens to a tree with no water? It dies. So he always wanted them to come to him. He wanted them to walk in victory. He wanted them to have joy and peace and love and to look out for the fatherless and the widow. Not enrich themselves through murder and corruption. Amen? Praise the Lord. You will, you'll be uh, an oak whose leaf fadeth and as a garden that hath no water. Now, let's contrast that to Psalm chapter 1. Let's look at a different kind of tree. Amen? A different kind of tree. You can have this. This is for you. This is for you. Now, on one hand, you've got these trees that their leaf fades. They're, they're dried up. They're crinkly. They got no water. They're dead. Good for nothing but firewood. Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The seat of the scornful. We see scornful people all the time all around us, don't we? Uh, media, uh, liars, amen? People rioting in the streets because they're trying to get some form of social justice, amen? There is no justice without God. There is no judgment without God, and there is no peace without God. There's no life without God. There's no light without God. And it means you got to do something. Amen? Separate darkness from light in your own life, right? But if you're getting the word of God in you like we're doing here today, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, thinking about the word of God day and night. From the rising of the sun to go, till the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You see the difference there between those two trees in the first chapter of Isaiah and in the very first chapter of the book of the Psalms? See, Ezekiel saw the same thing. He saw water coming out of the temple 
and there was trees on either side of that water and fishes with fishermen on either side. Amen? You can be that temple that the Holy Ghost is inside of with that living water flowing out of you. And when that river of living water is flowing out of you, it creates a pressure going out to where other things can't come in. Kind of like a forced air system. If you've ever worked in the oil patch or uh, used supplied air masks, you know what I'm talking about. We have to go to our commercial break. Boy, this is going by uh, exceedingly fast today, I got to say. When we come back, we're going to look more at this concept of repentance in the Word of God. Because it, it's, it's, it's all through. All through. And I believe that if America and Canada will repent, we could be given a reprieve. But this is more about you, the individual sitting, watching, and listening, and hearing God's word right now. We'll be back right after this. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com. And don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs. And if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and would be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com, or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. Twenty more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. <laughs> Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. 
While man bun wearing, soy latte loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco friendly lab grown sadness water. Coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise. And for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we dare. We dare. won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know have come trade. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bow, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. America Radio. Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. in the uh, news cycle this morning about a uh, there was a group of uh, homosexual men who were in New York City it says that they were on Coney Island Avenue uh, I've never been there so but anyway they were pumping gas at a mobile gas station and uh, one of them was dancing around in a little pair of pink shorty shorts and a group of Muslim men came out of the gas station and uh, there was an altercation one of them was stabbed to death okay and I read that and I thought of this passage immediately uh, Luke chapter 13 turn to Luke chapter 13 do you, you think that man was worse than anybody else that he suffered that fate you think that that man uh, had it coming more than anybody else? I, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at my uh, chat here. Claudette wants to pray for Stu Peters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I remember when I was a kid, there was something that I saw in a movie that really, really made me think. I was watching this movie when I was a kid, and there was a uh, a young guy that he, he, was, uh, he was hustling, 
and making lots of money and he had big plans and he was doing really well. And one day he was just out on the street, going to get in his car, had the world by the tail, got in a little argument with uh, uh, some uh, hoods on the street, uh, hoodlums. One of them just stabbed him. And he goes, that wasn't supposed to happen. Then he died. You you have to keep in mind that you're uh, only here temporarily. Amen. Because judgment is not executed speedily against the wicked work. It's fully in their hearts to do evil. Amen. We see it all the time. But I, I, I was thinking about this situation with this man that was... Uh, dancing in his pink shorty shorts, and uh, this Muslim come along and, and killed him, and he died right on the spot. He obviously didn't think that was going to happen, did he? But it did just the same. Now, did he deserve it more than other people? I'd like to point out a situation in the Bible where Jesus is speaking with uh, some people, and they were talking about the news of the day. Okay? The news of the day. Luke chapter 13, he says, There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Rome was a pagan nation. Okay? They were. Their official religion was that same old religion from before the flood. Multiple gods. And uh, they didn't know the creator. Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay. No, they weren't. He said, But except you repent you shall all likewise perish. So again, was, was the gay man in the, in the pink shorty shorts who got stabbed outside of a gas station more sinful than anybody else, and that's why he suffered that fate? Tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Amen? There could be somebody listening to me right now that your exit from this world is right around the corner. Uh, and you have no idea. You have no idea. Then he goes on. Now, this is interesting, okay, if you think about it, because random occurrences. Is there any such thing as a random occurrence? You guys are fond of uh, a saying that that I got from a preacher I was listening to. Uh Dr. Gerald Jeffers once said that a fly don't land on a meatloaf unless God allows it. That's how in control he is. Anything happen is only because God allows it. Amen. Now listen to this, okay? Or those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them. A building fell over on 18 people. He says, 
Do you think that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? Think that they were somehow worse than everybody, that this, this building fell on them and killed them? He looked at him and he said, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Wow. And do you know why he, 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 he said what he did, that, that man, Dr. Gerald Jeffers? Because he was fasting and praying and asking God why he was allowing this wickedness in the world with allowing the, uh, the, the uh, unclean, disgusting things that are being taught to the kids in the schools. And you know what God told him? It's because it's in my church. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You that have the keys to the kingdom. Wow. So I mean, I, 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 I when I look at news headlines during the day, uh, which I do, I don't completely ignore the world around me. I always try to keep it through the lens of God's word because. There's nothing that happens that's outside of it. Now, let's skip to the New Testament. We've, I've, I've run out of time. I've run out of time. We've got 15 minutes left on the show. This was, this was a fast one today, wasn't it? The Spirit was always talking about repentance. When Jonah went into Nineveh, God said, I'm going to destroy the city. Well, they, pray, they fasted three days and repented. They turned from evil, and God didn't kill them, right? It's it's the same thing today. If we'll repent, amen, and, and, and uh, this goes for us too. Now, conviction comes through the word of God. Conviction, right? That, that knowledge, when grace comes, the knowledge that wrath is coming or destruction, right? Maybe not even to the world around you, but just maybe in your own life, right? Because that's where the rubber hits the road. Acts chapter 2, this is where the keys to the kingdom are given. This is what John the Baptist was preparing people for. This is what Jesus was repairing, preparing his disciples for, was his church, his bride, his body. What he wanted more than anything. What he always wanted. Peter gave a, uh, a message to these Jews that were in Jerusalem. The Bible says, and in verse 36 of the second chapter of Acts, he says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and and Christ. He was God and man. He is the living God, the I am, the spirit that is everywhere, and the sacrifice. The Holy One of Israel. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. 
They are not two separate people. Now, when they heard this, verse 37, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Okay? You just found out that you're guilty of the blood of the, of the Messiah. They were pricked in their heart. Maybe you're listening to this today and you're feeling that prick in your heart that God sees me. He knows me. He knows what I do when the doors are shut. He knows what I do when I clear out my internet history or the text messages that are on my phone that I hide from my wife or whatever it is. He sees all of it. You can't hide anything. What shall we do? That's grace. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. That was the first thing. That's what John taught. That's what Isaiah taught. Right in the first chapter of Isaiah. He called them to repentance. Very first thing. And it was his people. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what it is today. That's what it is for the last 2,000 years. And I'll tell you what else. We might be coming to a time where that's not an option anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm very thankful for this opportunity to bring this gospel to you. I really am. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Death Burial, resurrection. Amen? Now, there's... The, uh, man, I tell you. Luke 24 and 47. I didn't even get to a quarter of the scripture I wanted to today. Luke 24 and 47. Jesus. <laughs> Eddie in Toronto, is uh, he's, he's into Jesus, boy current over in the uh the rumble chat oh how god loves eddie praise the lord i'm so glad that you found this show and god called you praise the lord god loves current in hog town praise the lord <clears throat> now see the reason i can go into the old testament and teach these things because they're all about this Jesus told this to his disciples right before he ascended to heaven. This is right at the end of the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written uh, in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms 
concerning me. That's why I can go into the books of Moses and teach this. That's why you can go into the book of Psalms and teach this. A lot of people will tell you, ah, it's the Old Testament. We don't need that today. No, it's all about him. They were teaching out of the Old Testament when the new church started. They didn't have a King James Bible like we have today. They were teaching Jesus out of the books of Moses. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You cannot understand the scriptures without his spirit opening up your understanding. Amen. I tried for the majority of my life to understand the scriptures. It was around the Bible the whole time. Heard it taught. Heard it over. Had bad sections of it memorized. It took him to open the scriptures and open my understanding. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. I had somebody send me a video about how that uh, white people are the real Israelites. It's not about white people or brown people. It's not about whether you're from Israel or Bulgaria or Ecuador or Canada. It's the same gospel in all nations. He said, and you are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Let me tell you, when you find real salvation, uh, when, it's, when the salvation of, uh, from the foundation of the world is revealed to you, it's like nothing you could ever, I'm telling you, if God is calling you, listen, I will help you. I will. I don't care where you are. We've we've uh, uh, seen it through for people all over the world through this show, all over the world. And the same Holy Ghost that uh, fills people here in Edmonton does the same thing in, in Oklahoma and in Florida and in Louisiana. Little shout out to you, Dudley. <laughs> Praise God, he's still doing it today. You can have that power from on high. And then, you got power in your corner. Amen? Praise the Lord. Man, oh man, so many verses. 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're running out of time. There's never enough time. Praise God. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to... Read you something here. This is this is a letter to a preacher. This this is a letter to Timothy. Paul tells him to stay in Ephesus. Right? When you read the book of Ephesians, it was a time when Timothy was their pastor. Amen. And the book the, the church in Ephesus started in Acts chapter 18 and 19. And they had to repent of what they formerly believed and be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Same as in Acts chapter 2. You can read it for yourself. Acts chapter 19. He says, uh, uh, Luke, or sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Flee youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. I, I've seen that where people come to the church and they want to bring up stuff that doesn't matter and argue about it and just cause problems. I've seen that. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patience in meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Now, if you grew up in the denominal world and you think that God is three persons and you think that you just say a simple prayer and then you're saved forever and you never have to think about it again, that's wrong. That is not the apostles' doctrine, and frankly, that is not what Jesus told anybody. Amen? Repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is salvation. And if you have not gone through that, and you think you can get in some other way, you are lying to yourself, and other people are lying to you. You are not saved from anything. We're coming up on the end of the show. Ask God to give you repentance unto the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. The only way out of that is repentance. Satan has people that are captives all around you. They can't get away. The only way is if you call on God out of a pure heart, he gives you repentance, and you're buried in baptism and resurrected in the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. And if you go to AmericanUckRadio.com and hit the contact button, reach out to me. You will find me to be very accessible. I'll spend time with you. We'll find you a place with a, a, a pastor that has truth and power with God that will help you into the kingdom and help you to get power over that thing that's threatening to kill you or maybe even destroy somebody that you love. We're almost out of time. Ninth hour prayer is coming up here. We had a request to pray for Stu Peters, that he would find truth and salvation. If you're watching this, Stu, I love you, man. I do. I appreciate everything you've done for me. I really do. Let's uh, go to that old Lance Appleton song one more time. I'm kind of digging it lately here. I know Andrew likes it. 
Ninth hour prayer. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. AmericanUckRadio.com. Hit the contact button. Reach out to me. God loves you. Believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in. This is the seditious, rabble rousing, liberty loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 94.5.